Andy. How you doing? Hey, Paul. Pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing great. As you can see, I have a different background. I'm actually in Chicago in a hotel room, just uh, visiting some clients and then shooting some podcasts tomorrow with the Making Chips guys. So it should be fun. Well, I look forward to hearing the, the podcast from Making Chips. I listen to that pretty much every week. So look forward <laughs> to hearing a familiar voice on it. Yeah, we're doing two. We're doing one on setup production techniques. And then we're doing one about the sort of cultural implications of uh, ERP switches. And we're going to have two customers, Jim Carr and another client joining. So that should be a really fun, fun session. Nice. Are you uh, going to be able to check out their new boring bar? You know, we might. I know we're going to dinner afterwards, so I'm not sure where that's going to be. But but yeah, I, I, I've seen some of the pictures of that. It looks like cool space. Yeah. Well, what's been new in your, your life the last week? Well, just working away here, uh, kind of trying to soak up the last few days of nice weather that we get before our lovely Western New York pummels us with snow. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, the rain has started to creep in in Washington, so I'm definitely feeling it. Well, um, let's... Uh, Let's check out your screen. I know we talked a little bit about you got into, did some part imports and uh, starting to do a little bit more on work orders and love to see what you've been up to. So since the last time we uh, last talked, which was a couple of weeks ago, I believe, um, we were, we had talked about how we were gonna really try to get all of our parts into ProShop from our current ERP software and then go from there and start to run kind of duplicate of what we currently are doing, but just duplicate what we're currently doing inside of ProShop just to try to work the bugs out and get it ready to roll out for the shop floor. Um, so the first step of that was to get all the parts inside of ProShop. The uh, way we had done that is we took, we ran a report and exported that into Excel. And then we were able to use that and kind of do some, some functions and, all that fun Excel business in order to make a spreadsheet that we were able to utilize to use a ProShop CSV upload and get all of our parts inside of ProShop. Cool. Um, and was those, uh, because this is often a big topic with shops, did you bring it in just with the basic part number, name, rev level, client, inventory quantities and values, or did you try to bring in any of your routing, your routing options and, and operations? We just brought it in that way um, that we just with, without operations. You mean? Yeah. Okay. Um, we had, we had discussed with Vince, who's our impl implementation specialist. We had kind of discussed doing it the with the routing options and and just and all that. But we decided what would be best for our shop would be to just do it as you know, kind of more simple. Mm -hmm. And then your strategy with that point. To, to apply uh, templates to, to, to fill in the routing, um, all the routing options and, and, uh, and operations? Yeah, um, in, in the, the way our shop kind of runs, we do a lot of families of parts. So we're gonna utilize the templates that inside a pro shop and, and kind of make those for a specific family. And then just you tell, the, tell, tell each part level which route or which template to use and then kind of adapt for each part to kind of make it make it perfect for the that specific part um, nice. but it's going to be pretty quick process once we get the templates set up right 
And do you ever, because um, I know you're familiar with the multiple routing options uh, by part number. So those templates could include multiple different routing options, including like an outsource method or a build to inventory method or a pull from inventory or, or just build to order. Um, so make sure that those are dialed in to your templates, you know, for whatever you might want, um, just as options in the future. And uh, then they'll be ready, ready made for you. Yeah, we had actually, uh, Vince and I got together, I think last Tuesday night and did a little bit of, I kind of gave him a, my list of questions and, and needing advice items on. And uh, that was one of the things that we kind of covered was the routings. I, he showed me how to go into the back end and be able to, you know, obviously one and routing number one is always build to, for, to ship to your customer. Yep. And, and then he showed me the, the five standard ones, but he showed me that if I wanted to add to that, I could. And then he also showed me how I could just add my custom routings and, and obviously do that inside of a template and then be able to use that for other parts as we move forward. And do you think that'll be useful to you? Oh, absolutely. Do you outsource jobs sometimes if your machines are busy? Um, other shops? We try not to, but... Uh, <laughs> try to keep as much capacity as you can. Yeah. Sure. Um, we do a little bit. Um, but the thing we do too, that is that we have, because as the last couple of years, we've added a lot of newer, fancier equipment that, that eliminates operations, does parts quicker, but sometimes right. those types of, or those machines are backed up. So you're better off to take the longer time, maybe do an extra operation or two, um, specifically like our live tool lathes they obviously will eliminate operations, but sometimes we just don't have the capacity on those machines. So we'll go back to an older machine that doesn't have the live tooling. So right. we're but trying to, to leave. Yeah, but you need to add a milling operation in that case. Right? Yeah, exactly. And being able to have that kind of, and, and there's a lot of parts that will fall into that category that we can or can't do as a machine complete part on one operation and if we need a second operation we'll have that routing set right up so that way um it's you know maybe it's a it's a extra option inside of there and that way on a job to job basis we can change without really having to do a whole lot of reconfiguring inside of the the part level yeah yeah now that can save a ton of time and just make it really plug and play to make quick decisions on the fly about how you want to run something and have the schedule update automatically, have the work order routings update automatically. So that's great. Well, and, and you, as you kind of touched on, on the fly, being able to, um, that's always been a, an issue of trying to kind of remember because a lot of times we don't have that data in front of us that how much longer it takes to do that operation off the machine versus on the machine or, um, you know, with some of our newer machines, we've got through whole coolant and when in drilling, that really saves a lot of time. So of being able to have that data of what what runs where in the cycle times and, and the history behind it is something we're really looking forward to to kind of help make my life a lot easier. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, and another part to that, if you decide to run it on an old machine, just because you need to because of necessity of capacity, um, on the cost and profit history page, you can see which machines it actually ran on as right on the display. So if you didn't make as much margin on a job and you're like, hey, what happened? You can see right there, oh, that's right. We ran it on our old machine. That makes sense. That's totally okay. 
like that was a conscious choice as opposed to, hey, this is a, you know, we lost money or we didn't make as much margin as normal because of some other problem. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, cool. Um, and then you, I know you were looking at um, trying to link in some old material certs, you know, material yeah. you still had in inventory and, and link that into ProShop. So when you go to your, ship them to your customer, it pulls the cert packages together. Do you want to kind of show us a little bit about that? Yeah. So this uh, next work order I've got on the screen here um, is actually a order placed Thursday evening and I confirmed it Thursday evening, but didn't really get around to entering it till Friday morning. And by Friday afternoon, we were being asked how quickly we could get these parts and they really wanted to have them ship out today. Right. <laughs> so uh, we were able to find a chunk of material that had uh, the proper labeling to it on the shelf. Um, so and that was a job I was really trying to run through pro shop. So, and which I knew it was a good example for myself to kind of work out how I'm going to manage all of the material that we have inside of inventory and try to get it so that way um, it's a listed inside of the inventory. So that way, if we get a job that we might have material in stock for, we aren't trying to have to go out to the shop to find out what material we have or potentially ordering material that we didn't actually need. Um, and then once we do realize that we have the material in inventory, be able to utilize the, the features of having the material cert right inside of attached to the work order. Um, so we are trying to kind of work through all of that. Mm -hmm. What we ended up doing on this material is I just took a, the old material where we had purchased it from and I created a new purchase order for the length of the material so we had a 70 inch piece of inch and a quarter round 316 stainless um, that we had purchased back in 2016. So I created this purchase order, uploaded the cert, added the heat number right over here. Just right while I was entering it, I clicked it off as received, inspected and released. Yep. Um, so that way it was available for use. And then I obviously pulled that right inside of my work order number two's 200021 that I just had on the, the old screen there. Mm -hmm. um, so we took that right out of inventory and used it. And now we've got it tied. Everything's all tied together. Right. Right. And the other thing, if you did want to put in the original value of that, that would also feed the job costing incorrectly into your, into any, any, you know, future jobs that used up that material. Yeah, you haven't used it all up, but it looks like you did use all of it up, right? 48, yeah, two. Yep, yep, okay, yeah. Cool. So, and that's something we're planning. This was kind of a quickly get it entered and get it out to the shop as quick as we can to get it run sure. through. And of course, the parts are ready by 9 30 this morning, so nice. <laughs> um, stuff. but then, then what we're planning to do, we've got this purchase order here, and we're going to just keep adding lines to it as we work through our inventory to get all of our inventory inside of here. So that way we're not having to create a new purchase order every time we, we buy something new or we, we pull something out of stock or we, when we actually go through and, and take our inventory and upload it into here. Mm -hmm. um, so we're just, we're just going to utilize this purchase order for, for all that. And that way we've got it. And we know, you know, with a couple clicks of the button, if, if we have a question on something, um, you know, we can find, right the cert and as well as kind of if we find out that it's on this purchase order we'll know that it was a uh it was something that we had in stock pre pro shop right 
Sure, because you didn't have Pro Shop on May May 9th of twenty sixteen. <laughs> probably probably should have, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Well, just for those listening, um, you know, the importing the way you the way you've done this is is just it, it is the right way to do it when you want to attach those certs into the system. If you don't require the traceability of certs, you can just import your basically your your into your COTS module, your raw material um, inventory, just with a CSV import. But as part of that import, you can actually import not only the quantities, but importing the values that you originally paid for it. So job costing continues to work properly. But when you have these certs you want to manage and the, the, the heat lot numbers and stuff, then this is definitely the right way to go. And it keeps it all linked up and, and uh, good to go as you consume that old material up. So cool, that's awesome. Um, and I'm glad you've been making use of the, of the CSV uh, tool. That's a, that's a powerful tool. And uh, you can you know, continue to do it more on a ad hoc basis. Like if you have some, some additional parts you wanna upload that you didn't do it before, or even some additional information. Let's say you imported you know, 50 part numbers and some of the basic information about it, but you decided that there's something spe special you want to add to all 50 of those part numbers, you can do kind of a um, sort of an incremental um, sort of merging of, of data using the same part numbers you've already imported, but just bring in you know, that addition, those additional data fields and just kind of merge them into the existing record, which is kind of a cool feature to be able to do that. Yeah, the, the CSV upload was something that I kind of actually had handed off to my sister, who's our kind of our office manager. And uh, so I've several different times been working on something and, and been trying to do it the either copy or new in, inside of ProShop. And she's like, why don't we just do a CS? And now that I've seen it happen <laughs> numerous times, I'm like, yeah, that's the way to do things is the CSV. Yeah. And in fact, we actually, um, once we got our parts inside of ProShop, we took our open order report that which we have inside of Excel and we kind of hacked that up to be able to utilize that for a uh, um, CSV upload so that way we had all those orders right our customer orders right inside of pro shop and then mm. we'll just be a couple clicks of the button for each order and we'll have routers inside of pro shop for each order we have open right now nice yeah that's fantastic Cool. Well, you're getting into some pretty advanced stuff there. That's awesome. Well, um, any other cool stuff you want to share with us? Um, no, I mean, I was exciting this weekend or this week. We actually issued our first couple of purchase orders through Pro Shop that we to your vendors. You know, well, we we've been issuing tooling and miscellaneous and, and a lot of that stuff, but we actually issued um, purchase orders that were driven right from a customer order into a work order onto the purchasing dashboard. And then we went right in and were able to order the material from our vendors. And, and once we received that, you know, we'll, it's kind of the, the start of the process. So we're pretty excited about that, that we're going to start mm. having most of our material. It's um, the biggest thing is, is just that we don't have a lot of the, the material entered inside a pro shop, which now as we, we're standing here talking about it. I'm thinking that I better figure out how to make a C CSV upload for all of the material would be, sure. make a lot of sense. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, that's, so that's a great point. Doing kind of merging uh, this strategy of making these kind of POs 
but in advance of that, doing the CSV import of the actual, you know, sizes and lengths and specs and, you know, diameters and all those things. Um, so when you like this MAT 18, right, which is your inch and a quarter round bar, um, you know, if you import something else, then that, that will automatically turn into a hyperlink connecting it into the COTS module. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, I had planned on, which that was kind of the most time consuming, not time consuming, but um, it seems like when you need to order something, you need to order it now. And <laughs> mm -hmm. my old method of issuing a purchase order was a lot quicker than having to actually establish a COTS item. But if I could go ahead and, and get the COTS items established pretty simply, which mm -hmm. I now believe I can as we're talking Kind yeah. Of. And if you can have templates for COTS as well, so you can make, you know, a new material COTS item, you know, probably two minutes, you know, and then yeah. just put in your diameters, your sizes, your specs, grab your vendor, and then it'll be available um, for importing or just for, for new orders um, as you go into the future. Yeah. As you can see, MAT-18, that means that was only the 18th um, right. COTS item that we've created i know i've created a couple more since then but we're, so we're still in the beginning stages of that so just getting that all up and running will be a big help and we'll really be able to roll along pretty smoothly get a receive an order um duplicated on our current erp software as well as in here make a router or make a work order that'll trigger uh some or a purchasing dashboard item for me to order the material from our vendors and then receive it in, have the cert right attached. And um, while we'll still be kind of using our current work order travelers in the shop, when we get done, it'll we will know right where that cert is. So when we need to print it off and send it to our customer or even email it to our customer, we'll have a quick access to it rather than having to utilize what we currently do. Right, right. Right on. Okay, cool. Well, uh, we'll let you get back. I know it's getting a little later in your evening. So um, thanks for sharing this with everybody. Look forward to uh, seeing your progress kind of accelerate. And I know, you know, it was a little different, you know, with, with your ISO cert, you know, ISO um, audit that was in the middle of this, it, you know, it kind of did change kind of the order of, of, you know, how normally, you know, a client would put stuff into ProShop and, focus on parts and work orders first, whereas you really dug into all the, 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 the QMS and the ISO stuff at the, at the beginning. But yeah. That... And, and I really appreciate the flexibility that you guys had in that training because, um, you know, one of our, the other thing that we really were excited from the get go on was our, the tooling aspect of things. And um, right now we're at a point that we've got probably several hundred tools inside of ProShop and, and we just started to roll that out to our guys this week that they or last week that they're able to um, get right inside a pro shop and find the data that that we've kind of established in there for each tool and and utilize that for when they need to know, you know, more information on a tool or whether or not we have one or what's on order or stuff like that. So, um, you know, we, we utilize the flexibility that you guys offered us and kind of sure. focused on tooling first and then on a lot of our quality stuff and, and now we're working on orders and parts. So, well, I applaud you for getting into the tool module right away that can have uh, some pretty huge return on investment, 
um, when it comes to having your setups go smoother and making sure you always have the tools you need rather than running short of inserts and stuff. We have a lot of clients, quite honestly, that kind of wait to do tooling last. Um, and then they're just so grateful they did it once they were done um, because it just makes setups go smoother. It makes sure your spindles can keep turning because you always have the tools you need rather than digging through a toolbox and maybe not having something you thought you had. Yep. And if you're not making chips, you're not making money. That's, that's what <laughs> I'll get you ready say. for your recording. <laughs> awesome. Well, cool, Andy. Well, thanks again for this week. It's been fun and um, have a great rest of your week and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Paul. Talk to All you right. soon. Yep. Take care. Bye.